Oh my goodness. Sometimes you just have to pause and take it all in. <laughs> I could not be more excited about doing this show for you. So thank you for joining us for Bigger Than Me. You are in store for something truly magical. I'm going to have Nathan showcase everyone that's going to be joining us today. But we're going to organize the show a slightly, in a slightly different way. This is Bigger Than Me with Tracy. And we're now going to have four segments. Segment number one is going to be Bigger Than Me, Diversity. We're talking about diversity and inclusion. I'm going to have you go here for me, Nathan. If you think about diversity and inclusion, we're doing this work and we're doing it for our people. We're doing it for our families. We're doing it for our community. And so I'm super excited today to be doing this work and having a conversation with some community leaders who are all about investing their lives and making things better for the next generation. The second segment of the show, we actually have two segments that we're combining. It's called Bigger Than Me, Destiny. And I'm going to show a little clip from Oprah, little three minutes where she tells us what we need to do to focus on achieving our best life to attract that life that we desire. I'm also going to put myself out there in a segment called Bigger Than Me, Living Free. I'm going to be weighing in live every week as an accountability factor. Because guess what? We can say we want to do something, but unless we're taking actions aligned with that, it doesn't matter. So I'm going to demonstrate that and ask each of you to decide on something you want to do and join me on this journey. And the last section, the last segment rather, is going to be called... Bigger Than Me with AOE. You met the founders of AOE last week, Adam Deba and Karen smith Fraser, and they're going to join us again for Bigger Than Me AOE, Africans on the East Side. So, Nathan, you got something for me to move into segment number one? <laughs> this is so exciting. Coming right up. All righty then. Again, Bigger Than Me diversity. Everybody gather around. For bigger than me and diversity. Now I'm not afraid of standing up. All right. <laughs> he just made that up. I knew something was happening. So show me who's with us today. I think Dr. Ayana Cummings is on the line. Dr. Ayana, how are you, dear? I'm doing well. How are you, my dear? Excellent. Excellent. So you reached out to me, not because of your current job. You're a DNI consultant. You know that I'm a DNI consultant. I'm president of the Seattle chapter of the National Black MBA Association, and you're my vice president of DNI. But you reached out to me because you said, hey, I'm doing some work with SHRM. And you had a question for us, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So why don't you ask that question real quick? Introduce yourself and tell us what you wanted us to talk about today and how we're going to go do a deep dive on how we change some things. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. I am Ayana Cummings, and I'm Director of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Justice for Compass Group National Accounts. And I am also the owner and Chief Executive Officer of Tapestry Consulting in Atlanta, Georgia, where I live and work. I am delighted to be the Vice President of DE&I for National Black MBA Association Seattle Chapter. I came to know Tracy through that chapter and we have bonded and created quite a partnership over the past year since I have started working with the National Black MBA Seattle Chapter. So I came to Tracy as a part of the HR for Change Committee, where I'm chair at SHRM Atlanta. Can you tell people what SHRM is? Because they, they may not know what SHRM is. 
Absolutely. So SHRM is the Society for Human Resources Management. You often see SHRM CP or SHRM SCP designations behind someone's title as an HR professional. It's similar to the HRCI designation of SPHR, which I hold, or PHR. Those are the you know, counterparts, if you will, to certifications in the human resources field. But SHRM being probably the largest provider of those types of certs and also, you know, an educating institution and a nonprofit organization that seeks to raise awareness and visibility for HR concerns for members of the profession. And so recently they developed a committee called HR for Change. And the basic premise, of course, as Tracy knows, has to do with diversity, equity, inclusion work, where we're trying to utilize our knowledge, our practices in the human resources field to better society, just as you would through the work of diversity, equity, inclusion consulting. And so the question was then posed to Tracy as to how to get buy-in from senior and executive leaders for diversity, equity, inclusion work. You often see limited and little to no investment in diversity, equity, inclusion, when there is a small investment of a person to serve in the diversity role, it's not a CDO role or chief diversity officer role. It's something where the person becomes a department of one and doesn't have a team of folks and has very little resources to operate with. How do we get buy-in from senior and upper level executives who make decisions such as budgeting to get their whole holistic investment into what we're trying to do to transform the organization culturally to make it more inclusive for all members of the organization, particularly minoritized individuals, people from historically marginalized groups, Blacks, African Americans, Hispanics, Latinx, Asians, indigenous people, people of mixed race, and so forth. I love So Tracy, I, yes. I love that. What, what, what I love about it is we're asking, we're going to be talking about real questions, real talk with real actions. And so we have a video that we want to share because I can answer that for you. How do you do it? You elevate the conversation. You bring forth voices that are more influential than your own. You lean in with your internal diversity resource groups. And sometimes I led diversity resource groups, so I know sometimes their voice isn't as powerful as well. So the work that we're doing with the National Black MBA Association, leading it through the Seattle chapter for the national organization, this is one way that we hold organizations lovingly accountable, that we help to educate them on what they can and should do. So we're going to play a video for you real quick. Go ahead and, and play that video for us. Hello, this is Tracy Harrell. I'm president of the Seattle chapter of the National Black MBA Association. I'm also a president of It's All Bigger Than Me Consulting, and Joe has been a part of some amazing sessions we've done. This is Joe Handy, our national president, and we're focused on equity and inclusion. If any organization can make systemic change, it's the National Black MBA Association. So I'm gonna have each of these amazing people introduce themselves and tell us why is equity and inclusion so important, and what are we gonna do? What are you ready to do as a as a leader of the National? I don't Black have MBA any sound. We'll start with you, Joe. My name is Joe Handy. I'm president and CEO of the National Black MBA Association, as Tracy stated. I have a long history of having conversations about this very topic. And one of the things that we see that resonates within our community is the need to be able to have a voice for our community and the need to have people, companies in particular, live beyond a hashtag and show that there is focus and emphasis in what they're doing beyond what they're saying 
So instead of just putting a plaster on their website, we want to see where those dollars are going. We want to ensure that they're going into serving our community, as was stated in public statements. So we want to make sure that we're holding them accountable and creating part of where they were then and where they are now. So we're looking at developing all of those processes and having them in place to ensure that diversity, equity, inclusion is not just something that they're talking about, but it's actually something that they're doing and they're feeding. So you're a chapter president and you're part of the board. So I'm a former chapter president for Memphis, but hi, my name is Leslie Coleman. I am vice president chief diversity officer for Nutrien, and I'm also chair of the HR committee for the board of directors for the National Black MBA. Super excited to be here. Of course, diversity means a whole lot to me. Um, but one of the things that one of our folks said on our spotlight was talking about a culture of care. That's what the National Black MBA provides to all of our members and also folks who are constituents and colleagues of the National Black MBA. Super excited that we allow people to bring their whole selves to conference and also give them confidence in bringing and taking their whole selves to work. Glad to be here. Yes. Hello, I'm Donald Comer and I am the chair of the National Board of Directors of the National Black MBA Association. A longtime, lifetime member, and I'm excited to be here this morning. Diversity and inclusion is what we're all about. We are unapologetically black, and it is our mission to make sure that we advance the causes that, that enrich lives for people of color and those who look like us. Uh, I am uh, totally invested in HBCUs, and I love what the national organization is able to do to move forward the agenda in that particular space. When you look at the span of, of a career, it's uh, learning, earning, and returning. And we want to touch at every phase of that. We want to grow, we want to develop people, we want to enrich the lives of HBCU students whose experience and exposure always tends to be a little bit limited. So we want to balance the scales, give them an equal place at the, starting, at the start of a race, and then propel them to compete and be successful. I love it. We have another board member with us today. Tell us who you are. Why, why is equity, why is inclusion even more important than equity? Diversity, because when they bring us in, they have to keep us. Sir. Tell us talk about inclusion. Sir. My name is Cassius Butts. I'm a former White House official with the Obama administration. I'm currently Chief Strategy Officer for Global Leader Group. Uh, it is important for us to have inclusion uh, to be at the forefront of every conversation, particularly in today's time. Uh, the reason why the National Black MBA Association uh, has an emphasis on inclusion is because we have to have an even playing field to just to get ahead. There's no other place other than the National Black, uh, uh, which I like to call National Black. <laughs> I think Given, we all like that. It gives us the opportunity to really identify ourselves and also allow other folks on the external side of our organization know who we are. Uh, this organization has uh, it's been around for over 50 years, and we want to make sure that people know that we, what we are about, what we have to offer, we have a life. A lot of professional opportunities, professional development initiatives that help corporate uh, endeavors of people who are looking to go into different endeavors and so it's important. Our board chair has been exemplifying that for a number of years. He's been dedicated to it. Our new CEO Joe Handy comes from the world of making sure certain that everyone has an opportunity for inclusion. No matter whether you're in Seattle, Washington, or Florida, or even right here in Chicago, Illinois. Mm. And by the way, we're in Chicago for the 43rd annual conference. The organization was founded here 52 years ago. So this is just the first of many conversations. We really are 
creating an inclusive environment where everyone can thrive. So there's more to come. Our theme is renew, refresh, and reset for this conference and for the year. So we want you to renew and reset your idea of what inclusion looks like. More to come. Thanks. <laughs> you, you, you may have had some sound issues, Ayana, but that video was extremely powerful. The purpose of that video was to say, hey, FYI. There is a question I've had for a very... What, what I love most about this work and being a part of the National Black MBA Association is that we get to decide what success looks like. Like, you know, Brene Brown says stories that we own, we get to write the ending. And stories that we don't own, own us. Ayana, you know we're trying to own this story, right? This is the work that you do every day. <laughs> So that was a picture of Joe Handy, our national president, the board chairman, two other board members. We're having an event on December 9th, by the way, where we're bringing voices of these leaders. Your voice will be a part of that, but others around the country really having a conversation. This is how you hold people accountable. You lovingly elevate those people who are doing what they say. You create a conversation so that people know we'll be checking in. Thanks for sharing that declaration of what you're going to do. And we lovingly create a space for people to thrive. Does that make sense? Any, any thoughts about that? Yes. Well, it, it sounds to me like the actions must line up with what the commitment really is. The verbiage, the written documents don't always match the processes, the procedures, the systems, the evaluation mechanisms and so forth. And so all of that has to be assessed and aligned in order to truly achieve inclusion, as you say. So I'm so happy to hear what you all have in store with the, yeah. with the Washington Employees for Racial Equity. Is that the one you're referring to? Well, I, I was, and I, and I wasn't going to mention them, but, but now that you brought them up, <laughs> let me just talk about <laughs> the Washington Employers for Racial Equity. If they're called WEAR, W-E-R-E, if you go find them on the internet, they're very easy to find. They have done some amazing work, and they reached out to us. They saw some of the Bigger Than Me success series sessions that we hosted last year, and they reached out to me saying, uh, man, what you're doing is exactly what you need, what we need. They also said the work that Black MBA prioritizes, this concept of building pipelines, that work matters. And so what I think is really important is how do we continue to be the change that we want to see? This is how we do it. We talk about it. We make sure people are clear what their next steps need to be. And we truly move forward driving change. Now, we've got some few other people in the room. And the cameras are really weird today. I'm, I'm just saying. Like, we have this beautiful lady who I can barely see in this shot, but we're going to try to introduce you anyway. Uh, is that because you're short? Is that what that is? Uh, so we're going to have you do a quick introduction, and we couldn't introduce yourself and tell us who you are and why this work is so important. Of course. My name is Ava McGee. My name is Ava McGee, and I am a independent consultant. My company is Inner Work Coaching and Consulting. And so this work is important to me because I feel that Given, I can't see your face, so I'm going to okay, adjust your mic. Fine. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, he said move it this way. All right. There you go. That's better. And then you can yeah. angle it to you. And you got to see how you look. Just want to yes. make sure we got awesome. some. 
Yeah. We got you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, it's live TV, y'all. Yeah, we okay. We're family. Yeah, exactly. We're doing this for you. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my background is human resources. And I working in human resources, there are so many different nuances, right? So there's recruiting. There's, um, you know, you, you're going out and reaching out to your the people that you want to work for your agency. And a lot of times in diversity and inclusion, they say that this is the forefront or the intent of our our organization. It's in our mission, it's in our vision, and it's in the goals that we incorporate within the organization, right? So a lot of times I would find myself um, in, a, in, a, in a query as to why is it um, not actionable? Like, um, I use the analogy, and this is Migos, walk it like you talk it, right? And, and uh, Anaya, you said something um, basically like that too. It's like basically walk it like you talk it. So in your equity, um, looking at, at the equity lens, it's like when we go out and recruit people, I mean, it's almost like we're catfishing, right? Because we are literally inviting them to the table. We're doing the interviews. We're, we're saying, okay, this is what we want. These, these are the desires and intent of our company. Yet you are building on a false relationship, right? And so people find themselves in a query. They get there. And then they're traumatized because you're not doing any, the organization's not doing anything that they say that they're going to do. So a lot of times it leaves people in a quandrum, like a, a just a full-out conundrum, and it doesn't say much about the organization. It doesn't say much about the systemic barriers other than they continue to be barriers. So a lot of times we, we find ourselves as EL professionals, you know, wanting to do the right thing, and then having those barriers set up and having to jump over those or leaving the company because they're not doing what they say that they're, they're going to do. And, and what yes. I love about my first conversation with you, and I like to say that we, we're not, we don't always agree. We've had a number of topics that we don't agree on mm-hmm. uh, stylistically, the language, whatever. But what we do agree on right. is that we have to be united for change. Exactly. And what, what, what she said to me, which I thought was hilarious, was the catfishing concept. Yeah. I have some language that I've built into the work that I'm doing. I hadn't quite used catfish, mm-hmm. but thank you very much for introducing that into my new that, vocabulary. Yeah, that's, yeah. So we're talking about, you, so define what catfishing is for people who may not well, be aware. The, you know, uh, in dating, dating sites or having these um, opportunities, right, um, to meet new people. And you see their picture, and they're gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, absolutely have all the qualifications you want them to have. They like to walk on the beach, they like to hold hands, those types of things. So recruiters go out searching for employees, right, for their company, and basically they're catfishing them. They're telling them all these beautiful things, what they're going to experience when they get on the, get on the job, and they're going to have, they're going to look at all the policies and all the procedures, and all of them are going to have the equity lens, and it's going to be wonderful. Wonderful. And it's going to be, it's going to be so freaking awesome. <laughs> And you get there, and it's like, yikes. oh, yikes, the F word. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Frightening? Yes, frightening. That's a good F word. Oh, fudge? Yes, that's a good F word also. Let's have some fun? <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> that's not it, yeah. So what I love about this conversation is that we sometimes, oftentimes, actually mm-hmm. most of the times, yeah. I get to say things that you could never say. If you're in corporate America, you might be a little nervous about your job, and I, right. and I understand that. So the beauty of the work we do with Bigger Than Me, diversity, the work that we're doing with the Bigger Than Me success series that was so successful last year, 
So in December, December 9th, 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to be kicking off, again, the next series in the session called Bigger Than the Bigger Than Me Success Series. And did you hear that video? Let me tell you what the session is called. So I pulled language from the two, from our, our CEO and our president, Joe Handy, and from our board chairman, chairman uh, Donald Comer. And so you heard Donald say, we are unapologetically black. They, he says that all the time. <laughs> we like it when he says that. Uh, what, what Joe Handy says all the time is, you know, we have to help companies to live beyond the hashtag. Yeah. Live beyond the whatever hashtag you were promoting, whatever statement of amazing, yeah, amazing vision that might yeah. be happening exactly, out yeah. there into the universe. Yeah. We're going to help you show up better. Lovingly, we're going to help you show up better. And I think what happens is if there's no one watching, if there's no one helping, if there's no one lovingly creating a space for you to do better, then it's hard to do better. Yeah. It's hard to do better. And, and, and trust me, when I say we're different, she and I are different because I said... I assume the best of everyone. We're not going to have the intentions. <laughs> Wait a minute. Can you show her face? Can you can you show that look no. for me, please? <laughs> no. no. I have to believe. I have to assume that everyone has good intentions. We're going we're gonna to not tell her anything else. We're going to ask Ayana to break the ties. Ayana still on the call? I know she had to drop. She, is, she, is she on? Okay, we can't tell. So show show, every, show everyone that's on. We're gonna we're gonna ask Ayana to, to break the tie. I know she had to. She she actually just got a new house. She's bringing in a foster kid. She is a, a age adjunct professor. She has three jobs, a consulting company. So I was like, just come on and introduce the conversation. We'll take it from there. So can you can you look at all of the people that are on and let me know if she's still on or not? Uh, it's just us and Ayana right now. So Ayana, yeah. if you're there, could you turn on your video, please? Oh, there you go. Okay. So thank you for that, sir. So I believe that everyone has good intentions, and we're not going to have the intentions conversation today, but I have to believe that because the work that I do is different than some of the other DNI work, right? I say I base it on four key principles. Let's see this one right here so I can tell people and get real clear on what's happening. So what I focus on with DNI is this concept of it's four principles, but I created this training initiative, and it's wonderful. <laughs> I'm working on my, we, we sent it to a trademark person, so I'm not even going to tell you the name of it yet, but I'm going to tell you the four key principles that it's built on. It's built on this concept of positive psychology, which means we want to, and everything that we talk about is scientifically proven. Mm -hmm. Positive psychology is proven research-based that says you get more accomplished with positive energy, right? The carrot versus the stick. Second principle is this idea of adaptive leadership. And everything we do with the Tracy Harrell Bigger Than Me success series with the National Black NBA Association Seattle chapter, the work that we're leading is around adaptive leadership. It's about systems change. We're trying to make the world better for the next generation. We're going to introduce you to, to Ava's daughter here in a minute. It's all about the next generation. It's all about us changing the status quo. We don't have time. If not now, then when? And if not us, then who? Right? We're serious about this work. Uh, the third principle is this idea of self-directed learning. I'm part of the International Society for Self-Directed Learning, and there's research that says when you do work in a cohort, when you're moving forward together, you're about 90% more likely to complete the task at hand when you're doing it in a group. When the, when the objectives are clear, when the process, you're not doing it alone, when you know you have a group of people that are there with you to move through the process, that is critical to our success as well. And the fourth principle 
which aligns with what you said, uh, is this concept of growth mindset in action. So not just growth mindset, because I work for companies who were all about the growth mindset. Growth mindset for them means we believe no matter where we are, we can learn to get better. Fixed mindset says, you know, I kind of am what I am. But growth mindset, you know, when you think about this journey of inclusion, the growth mindset is critical because we want to know that we can get better, that we can develop and grow. But I call it growth mindset in action because you can think a thing and you can say a thing, but if your actions don't align, if the lived experience that people are having is not in line with what you said, it's what she said. What you call it again? Catfish? Catfishing. It's catfishing. That is the definition of catfishing. It's actually worse for you to tell someone that it's going to be that we're going to do all these great things and you don't. It's worse. Yeah, it is. T- tell it's us why it's worse. Because it, it builds up trauma and it builds up anxiety in people, and they're they're not wanting to. They 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 came there for a reason, right? So they're not really wanting to leave, right? They they really want to work it out. However, when you are in a situation where you are catfish, it's like ah, I just want to go home. <laughs> I just want to go home. This is some shenanigans. Exactly. <laughs> I just I just want to get out of here. I don't understand what's happening right now because I was told this and something else is happening. So, yeah, you just want to go home. You just want to, like, start check over out. again. Yeah. You kind of check out. Yeah. yeah. So so we'll talk with we, – we've done some sessions with psychologists. Uh, Dr. Jerry Burtard is one of our, our favorites. Kiana Gandhi. Um, we'll bring some videos in of her from past sessions as well. Well, they talk about the trauma that is experienced when you're in corporate America and things mm-hmm. are not aligned with what you say, there's that expectation that's built. Yeah. That is traumatic. Yeah, it is. Traumatic. It is traumatic. Yeah. So we said we were going to do a series of segments today, and we're already at the end of the first segment. <clears throat> so we're going to pause and recap real quick, and I'll just give you the summary. For Bigger Than Me Diversity, the message of today is very simple. I'm going to have you let me talk to the people one-on-one. The message of today for Bigger Than Me Diversity is you do have the power, whoever you are. If you're the leader of an organization and you want to truly drive change, Ayana's question at the beginning of this session, she's part of SHRM, right? The Society of Human Resource Management. We got another HR professional right next to us who's also a consultant, also teaches at UW. I don't know if you mentioned all the wonderful things that you do. But what we can tell you is there are solutions to this work, and you are the solution. We're all part of the solution. So that's that's thing one. We're part of the solution. Number two, the thing that I love to say as a part of this work, I've, I've added this because I need for everyone to know no matter where you are in the journey, you're still part of the solution. So I like to say being in, that is the win. Committing to align your words with your actions, committing to being on a journey toward inclusion, that is the win. The third thing is we are going to equate this concept of Fish, catfishing. Catfishing. There you go. (laughs) We are definitely going to uh, equate this concept of catfishing with what happens in an organization Mm -hmm. when you say all these grandiose things. Grandiose things. And then the lived experience is not aligned. And by the way, when you start having those courageous conversations, we're inviting you to be a part of the Bigger Than Me success series, and you can reach us at itsallbiggerthanme.com, I-T-S-A-L-L, biggerthanme.com. Tracy, T-R-A-C-I, at itsallbiggerthanme.com. Feel free to reach out to me because I know you have questions. I have to assume the best of people. Again, we'll have a conversation later about intentions. She's not buying it. 
I have to assume the best because I've met with, I've I've worked with, I have been reported to leaders who were good people who I know in their heart of hearts wanted to do better. I think if they knew how to get themselves out of the system, we're all part of the system. That means we're all complicit in the process. So it's really up to us to help them to see a way out. And we have clear processes and and, and procedures. I have a seven-step process and very, very intentional actions that can be taken to move forward. So know that there is a solution and come back to us every week and we'll be talking about them. Real talk and real action for real change. And I think we have our next um, dual segment. It's all bigger than me, destiny, and it's all bigger than me, living free. What you got for me? Step right up on Bigger Than Me. Get your destiny and be finally free. Because every part of me was perfectly planned. Thank you very much. <laughs> She's like, do I leave now? No. <laughs> Stay with us. So real quick, it's all bigger than me, destiny has a lot to do. We're going to get ready to play a video, a real quick video, that's going to introduce what we're going to be doing during this It's All Bigger Than Me Destiny moment, right? It's All Bigger Than Me Destiny is really about how do we help you? That's what my show was about. I did a show here on KKNW for three years. It was called Bigger Than Me, right? So this has been my intention all along, is how do we create space for you to live your best life? How do we bring lessons learned, age-old wisdom, the latest research, amazing guests who are do join us to tell you their stories, right? Who shares their wisdom. How do we bring that all together to help you live your best life? Best life meaning you really can accomplish your dreams. The first book I was writing, and I have two books that are going to be launched in the next four to five months, which is super exciting. It's called Our Journey, Our Dreams, The Art and Science of Being Aware and Getting There. And it's really about hearing from people, again, about how we can achieve our best life. Hear what Oprah has to say about that. Of, of, of what really matters, that we are the same. And you know how I know that? Because all of us are seeking the same thing. You're here at this fabulous school, and we'll go out into the world and each pursue based upon what you believe your talents are, what your skills are, maybe your gifts are, but you're seeking the same thing. Everybody wants to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself as a human being. That's what you're looking for. The highest, truest expression of yourself as a human being. And because I understand that, I understand that if you're working in a bakery and that's where you want to be, and that may be, the, that may be what you've always wanted to do is to bake pies mm-hmm. for people or bake cakes for people or to offer your gift, then then that's, that's for you. And there's no difference between you and me, except that's, how, that's your platform. Mm-hmm. That's your show every day. So my understanding of that has allowed me to... Reach you know, everyone. To, to reach everyone. And, and there's no way that you wouldn't, because that's, that's what I truly feel. The way through the challenge is to get still and ask yourself, what is the next right move? Not think about, oh, I got all of this to do. What is the next right move? And then from that space, make the next right move and the next right move. And not to be overwhelmed by it because you know your life is bigger than that one moment. You know you're not defined by what somebody says is a failure for you because failure is just there to point you in a different direction. You love that. 
what, what, I, what, I, what I can tell you, you want to play the other part real quick? Go ahead and play the other part. You got to queue it up. Okay. So what I wanted to tell you guys specifically about this, this work, is that, did you hear what she said about destiny? Like, we get to decide what our future looks like. We, 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 we get to be the orchestrator of the next phases of our lives. And so what I'm going to do today, if you, if you heard what she said, and it doesn't matter. I don't know if it's this Friday or the next one that we're going to show. But, but part, of, um, part of what Oprah has said over, over and over and over is that whatever you've done in the past does not dictate what your future is going to look like. And so when I talk about DNI, we talk about it in such a loving way. Like, it's so easy. It is so easy. Yeah, pull up the invitation for me real quick that I sent you guys. I'm going to have you log into StreamYard. We're going to show a live way in here, which means I'm going to hold myself accountable for doing what I'm telling other people to do. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, for doing what we tell other people to do, and that is, there you go, right there. Let's see, we'll have to set that up for me. So, um, I think we have the next, the next Oprah video ready. When you come back, I'm going to be standing on the scale. Go ahead, play that for us. You don't have to hold yourself hostage to who you used to be or anything you ever used to do. Because who has lived and hasn't made mistakes? When I think about my 20s and what a foolish girl I was and how I would give over my power to men who really didn't mean me well, but now I hold no grudges against them either because I realized I'm the one who gave over the power because I didn't know any better. And now that I know better, I know I don't have to do that again. It's one of the most powerful lessons any of us can ever know. If I leave you with nothing else, it's, just know this for sure. There is not one thing that has ever happened to you. Not one experience, not one encounter, not one crisis, not one joyful thing that hasn't happened just to make you better and help you rise. Every single thing you're calling in, whether you know it or not, and when you figure out that you are calling it in, when you actually start meditating or praying or doing or having a spiritual practice, which is the number one thing you need if you want to be successful in the world, you need something that gives back and nourishes you, regardless of what you call that. You need to, you need to fill your cup so that you can be so full, your cup runneth over and you have enough to give to other people. If you don't fill your cup, you end up dried up. You end up tired, exhausted, and don't have enough to give to other people. You end up resentful every time somebody asks you because your cup is empty and now they want some of yours. <laughs> so your number one job, your number one job is to fill your cup and make yourself whole. Also, if you want to have more confidence and learn from billionaires, check out my 254 series. They're free. The links to join are in the description below. They think that success. I love this. What I love about this is what Oprah basically just said is whatever has happened, oh, whatever has happened in your past, I'm about to do a weigh in. We get to define what our future is going to be. So there's a scale here. I'm going to bring it in every week. I'm going to get on this scale. Let me just get a little closer. I'm going to see if I can pick it up and bring you the number, but it wasn't pretty. I'm going to let the ladies be the witness. <laughs> and you know why I'm doing this? You, you, you know why this is important? 
Oh, it's important for us to be accountable. What what would you tell your daughter about why it's important to be accountable? Well, she knows from my experience. It's like if you don't have anybody to hold you accountable, you're 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 just gonna do whatever the hell you want to do. Basically, did she say the H word? What does that say? You you're gonna do what whatever you want to. It says two ninety four point eight. So two ninety four point eight. You know I must be committed to this mission if I allow myself to get on the scale at two ninety four point eight. That's unacceptable. <laughs> Turn your phone up. That is unacceptable, but it is what it is. Let me talk to the people real quick. Woo! So if we have two segments for this show, Bigger Than Me, Destiny, which means decide what you want to accomplish and take actions every day to get there. Bigger Than Me, Living Free is going to be about health and wellness. It's going to be about that scale that just said, what did it say? 294.8. we got to say a little bit louder. What did it say again? 294.8. 294.8. A lot of times people write these books about weight loss, and they say, oh, let me tell you about the 100 pounds I lost. But you don't know what happened along the journey. Right. That's why I don't call it weight loss. What you, releasing. Weight release. Because when you lose stuff, you find it. There you go. Excuse <laughs> me. Find it again. <laughs> so I use release because I really want to release it. And it's powerful for me because my whole being feels it when I say release rather than loss. Yes. Because I, I don't want to pick it up again. Yes. Yeah. So thank you very much for that. No, you see no why problem. she's here with us today? <laughs> no so I got four minutes before I got to get to our next segment. So I want to clarify two things. I'm not doing this for, for fun and show. I'm doing it because I, I know it works. So what I'm doing is I'm changing my beliefs. Last week we had Tracy Stone on. I did an RTT session with her. What we discovered is, and let me see if I can make this work here. What we discovered is, this is my first grade self. Aww, Aisha Kim. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh Where God. do I put her? I love this it. is first grade Tracy who I has lost her two front teeth. Isn't she adorable? Yes. Uh, so what Tracy thought, we grew up really, relatively poor. And I, <laughs> I used to have to eat food I didn't like. And so I used to tell myself, first grade Tracy, when I grow up, I'm going to be very successful and I'm going to be able to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. Mm. So that means I equated success with being able to eat whatever I want. So guess what? I call these rolls, and yeah, I'm about to put my rolls out on the street. What can we do here? You see that right there? That's a fat roll. I need you to know that this, well, why have I not, okay, that right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to see. This right here is real. But it's going down, yeah. and so I just, you know, the, the picture's worth a thousand words. So yeah. I need you to understand. This right here, that is nothing but fat. Okay. I'm going so, to release the fat into the universe. And let me tell you how yeah. I'm going to do it. So if my belief was that, you know, these I call these my success sacks. <laughs> well, <laughs> love, love yourself through it. Don't, I, oh, girl, I love myself more than anyone else. No, I got, yeah, I'm naming it because I'm claiming it. People, see, this is what people do with fat people. <laughs> They, they, oh, girl, you look good. You big bone. How many no big bones. Come I don't on. tell anyone you that. Do, I don't, I, I'm from but Mississippi. Do it, do, but do so we say that in the South? They say that. I don't believe that. You guys that. know what big bone no. is. Big bone is some shenanigans that we say to ourselves when we're getting we big. the same bones everybody else. And we got, else. got the same bones, but somebody <laughs> likes everybody, Yeah, it's like, uh-uh, no. No, That's this BS. is fact. The numbers tell the story. Yeah, so, exactly. my experience, if I thought previously, I get a little excited, but if I thought previously, that success was equated to me being able to eat whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I work really hard. I do so much for everyone else. I really do. Yeah. So in my mind, I was rewarding myself with food, relaxing and whatever that, that thing is. But guess what? Now what success means to me, this is what Tracy Stone helped me to do in my RTT session. Success is making wise choices. Mm -hmm. Success is it, 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 making sure that my body, my body loves water. My body, body loves things that are, are see, there's four R's. 
that that are recognizable that roam that um that that roam meaning roam or grow so meat or vegetables uh she talks about things that are that that will rot and that you can eat raw so again all the processed foods simplicity around this is the the the, the natural foods that were put on the earth for us to do better so now i believe that i deserve that success actually means i get to make choices that align with me being healthier i get to make choices that make the, the weight that's burdensome on my knees to be lessened. I get to release this weight because I get to prove to you. We're going to go on this journey together because I'm fighting real hard for equity and inclusion. I want you to know how they're connected. Bigger than me destiny is because this is my destiny. This is the work I was meant to do. But the principles that we're bringing to you in the book called Our Journey, Our Dreams, the art and science of being aware and getting there, they work for everything. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do. I'm just bringing weight loss into an inclusion conversation. Weight release. Thank you very much. Yes. Help me, sister. That's why we're doing this in community. <laughs> Wait, release. We're doing this in yeah. community because yeah. we all need help, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're creating this bigger than me community because we all need help. We may be doing some things right, but other things we're not doing right. Yeah. So it's the togetherness. It's that ability to truly drive change together that we're going to be leveraging. Yeah. So that's enough for this particular segment. Join me next week for the weigh-in, and I'm just going to be talking about my mindset. The numbers are going to change. I'm sure they will. This will be faster. We'll, we'll figure out the cameras and all that. We're yeah. trying to get that together today. But think of something you want to do in your life and, and, and believe that you can change your beliefs around it, and your actions will follow. Don't fish your catfish yourself. Exactly right. Right? I can say I really want to use, lose weight and leave here today and go get some Haagen-Dazs ice cream. You, you could. I'm choosing. I'm choosing. Let me be clear. Let me tell you what Tracy told. See, this is what they do. This is how they mess with you. No, no, no. Just don't eat the whole pie. No, no, That's no. All. Listen, people. Some people have issues. Let, let, let me just clarify. I have issues. Consider this is an AA meeting. My name is Tracy, and I have some issues. Okay. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So when they say you can have a little bit, I, I said that to Tracy bit. Stone when she first did my session. I was like, why can't I have any? She said, because remember she talked about the rules of your mind? Mm. Your mind will do what it believes you really want it to do. It doesn't matter. Your mind, it can't be catfished. <laughs> your mind knows what you really want. Yeah. It knows what you're thinking. Absolutely. It knows what you're thinking. And so the reason I'm saying this in the way that I'm saying it is, if your mind knows what you're thinking, then you have to believe that that stuff is not good for me. My body is not a trash bin. Trash bin is a word that the UK people use, apparently. Okay. My body is not a refuse bin. It's not a trash can. Why would I put food in it that's not going to nourish it? So I don't need that. I don't need a little bit of it because it's still a little bit of trash. It's a little bit of shenanigans. You can't give a crack addict a little bit of cocaine and say it's just a little bit. Okay. I think it's, you know, crack. Okay. You can't give somebody a little bit of crack, can you? I, I don't know nothing about crack, <laughs> but me and my friend Natasha, we say that all the time. <laughs> Meaning when you got some issues, you don't play with the thing that, that, that brings issues, you right. problems. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm going to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but I will see you next week as we come back to Bigger Than Me Destiny and Bigger, Bigger Than Me uh, Living Free. And, again, if you want to support the work that we're doing, you can reach us out. I'm a nonprofit organization. This is co-sponsored by It's All Bigger Than Me Ministry, and it's all bigger than me, or excuse me, bigger than me with AOE. And right now we're going to bring on Africans on the east side. So the ladies are coming in. These ladies are going to separate, and you're going to show this camera right here so I can talk a little bit more Ooh, to my people. <laughs> oh, let me show you something else while they're coming in. So I brought this in. So you saw little Tracy, who now believes that Big Tracy likes to eat healthy food. And guess what? I really do. I really do. I like drinking water and everything. I'm sh- <laughs> Please watch this one. You got to hurry up. Oh, go, 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 go. We got to get other people in. 
Oh, sorry. Let me let me let me show you the picture of me in college. So this right here. So is is her daughter on the line? So this right here is me in college. This was me as a freshman in college. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm not really sure. This is the mindset that I actually have. Like I still see myself as this college freshman. So when these roles appear, <laughs> when I catch a glance of the roles, I'm like, what happened? <laughs> well, guess what? I took my eye off the ball. I was not being intentional. This was not a priority, and I did not want to. I like to say, are you woke? Are you willing to optimize kind of everything? I trademarked that term, too. Woke. I wasn't woke to the weight gain. I'm now woke to the weight relief, and I am woke to somebody needs to sit here. So, um, And so I'm woke to the weight relief. And I want you to be woke to whatever you're trying to accomplish on a daily basis. That means every day I, I recreate some new beliefs. I think about what needs to change, and we change it. So I'm changing my beliefs, and we can change it together. We're moving to our next segment now. What you got for us, Nathan? <laughs> it's time to move east. This is Bigger Than Me with AOE. We're, we're live. We're still live. We're just bringing you in. So put any headphones phones you want on. They're all the same. And, and he's going to play a transition to Africans on the east side. And you need to cut your phones off. Yes. It's time to move east. This is Bigger Than Me with AOE. All right. We're live, baby. So we're just doing it because we are here for you. Live. Live and in person. So... Right now, we have the founder of A. Why am I touching you? But I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> I'm so glad to see my people. Oh, that's a good look. That's a good look for us. Ooh, we're all in. I'm looking all shiny, but it's okay. I worked up a sweat up in here. <laughs> she said, wow. <laughs> so we're going to have you guys just get to it. What do you want to talk about today? Well, I was interviewing you to talk about your purpose and why you're here. Uh, Tell us who you are again. I want Ramu to, us to introduce Ramu. Is the one who's going to talk more today. Awesome. Is Ramu on the call? Ramu is her daughter. Right there. Ramu, how are you? So good to see you. Thank you. So, Ramu, you're the daughter of the founder of Africans on the East Side. Tell us a little bit about who you are and the organization and why you're a part of it and why the work is so important. Correct. Um, so, yes, my name is Ramu Jallo. Um, I'm... Uh, Miss Adams' middle daughter, and I'm 22 years old. Um, I most recently graduated from the University of Washington, and I'm currently working as a software engineer based in Seattle. Um, and I have been a part of AOE mainly because I feel like I was, as a kid, like I experienced a lot of like the work that we are trying to do and the communities that they're targeting like those issues that I experienced when I was in middle school, even when I was in elementary school and in high school are still relevant and they still have not been addressed. And those needs for people who look like me in the Bellevue School District and schools, I mean, all all over, but mainly in the Bellevue School District, like our students are still needing help and those needs are not being addressed. And that's what AOE is here to do. And just in, in all aspects, just lift up those voices that are unheard and support those communities and um, provide any kind of support that's needed in that sense. So I'm just here to support the youth and um, engage with the youth because even though I'm far removed now from high school, being that I've 
graduated college, I'm still very in touch with those um, communities and making sure that I'm still being connected and doing the work that's going to help uplift all of us I in the future. I, I love it. You are just so beautiful. I, I, tell, I want you to do a little bit of go a little deeper about the experiences that you're talking about, because I think the listening audience, we talked last week about Africans on the East Side and how, you know, the purpose was to elevate voices that were not being heard. What did you call it? What was the exact quote? Elevating voices and forgotten. the forgotten the voice. forgotten voices. Mm-hmm. T- t- tell us what that felt like. Tell us what that experience is like. Give us an example. For people who are like, I have no idea what they're talking about exactly. It was not your, it's not our lived experience. What would you, how would you describe that and make it real for someone? Um. Well, I guess what I would say are probably just growing up um, in the Bellevue School District and being a part of like the low income community. Um, it was very difficult to participate in a lot of activities, sports, even like some classes, like some technical classes, like you couldn't get into because you had to pay a fee. And like, even starting from elementary school up to high school, like, I feel like a lot of those issues for students who are in low income communities were always an issue. And I just feel like there was never really a place where you could go and be like, hey, like, I need help with this. Or even like, if you just needed to speak with somebody about an issue that felt personal to you. And maybe you couldn't speak to your counselor or your teacher because they couldn't relate to you. Like we never had those spaces and those places with people that we could connect with and really get those issues addressed. So that's just what um, AOE is here for. And that's why I'm excited to be a a part of the work. But that's just one example of, um, I would say how my needs were not addressed um, when I was younger. I love that. I love that. So what we what we do and the reason these voices all connect, the reason these experiences all connect is specifically because National Black MBA Association, Seattle chapter and all of the National Black MBA Associations, we are all directly connected to elevating voices, to providing resources, to providing mentors. That's the work that we do. That's that's why we exist is because we are here for you. We're here for you. So I'm excited that there's a problem, and I'm also excited that we actually, we have a solution. We can change things for the better, and I'm super excited about that. I want to go ahead and give uh, Miss Adam and, and Karen an opportunity to talk a little bit more about the challenges that you've seen in the community, why this work is so important. What would well, you like to share about that? I would just like to tag on to what Ramu is talking about and not seeing people that look like her and that uh, especially uh, as teachers and as staff. And that's why, um, you know, in addition to reaching out to uh, families and youth, students, um, we are reaching out to staff, uh, uh, staff of color, and finding out what they need, um, finding out more about what they need. And, um, you know, there's been, you know, the district has been talking about, you know, recruiting staff of color and maybe they are but we're not seeing it in the classrooms and the students are and we're not I'm not seeing it in the building I'm the one black nurse in the Bellevue School District um, we have one Spanish-speaking nurse in the Bellevue School District I mean so some can get by but we have one native Spanish speaker and we have a large Lat- Latino Latinx community so I mean what there, there's words and then there's there's walk in the talk and talking the talk, you know, mm. you know, there, 
let let's uh let's let's you know highlight and, and intentionally highlight those areas that we've been struggling with for years and i think that's what aoe is intentionally trying to do we're trying to get input from people who haven't been heard or or if they've been heard they're not being taken seriously and so that's why the process is slow because we have to listen we have to build trust with the communities that have been burned in the past um they don't you know they've been as i said last week they've been invited to the table but you know they're not able to eat and so we need to just continue to be intentional and that's what aoe is doing it's it's a slow process because we have to go to the people and not expect them to come to us and and that's that's what we're trying to do i love it adam we got three minutes <coughs> left in the show what do you want to say my dear you're you one of my favorite people. We love everything about you. So what do you want to say about the challenges and, and really invitation for people to, to support? Yes. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I want everybody to be part of AOE and just to learn it and to understand why the work is important. Um, like Ramu said, she's my middle daughter, but she's always been my outspoken one. Mm -hmm. I have Husay, who's the last one. Karen interviewed her, but she's not, she doesn't want to be in the public I or anything, but she faces um, struggles. So how do I get her support than just calling her? Um, then I have my older one who graduated from Bellevue School District. So there I have three different kids with different needs. So I don't want anyone to be left behind, mm. especially in my immigrant family. Bellevue is not just for the rich. Bellevue is for everyone. So if we can dig deep and welcome anyone, what will Bellevue look like? When I came to Bellevue about 23 years ago, now look at it. It's beautiful. We, we are international. We are mixed. So that's why I love what I do with AOE, so that people can understand and know what we are and what we stand for. We have a website. And Ramu, you can share with them what the email is. You got, you got that. one minute, so somebody needs to say it, whatever it, that it is. That email? Yes. Um, well, you can learn more um, on our website, which is www.africansontheeastside.com. Dot org. That's all one word. And you can follow us on Facebook. You heard it here, people. Africans on the East Side. Come back next week. We got Tracy Harrell, Bigger Than Me Diversity, Bigger Than Me Destiny, Bigger Than Me Living Free, and Bigger Than Me with AOE. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank you all. Hey.